welcome to church. I'm Stephanie, your atheist Jezebel, host of Your Atheist Pastor, where you get to peek into the lives of everyday atheists. My main mission is to help people feel comfortable calling themselves atheists so they can meet other atheists within their communities. I would hope that any religious people hearing this would notice that we are not threatening to them or their way of life. We just want to go about our lives without pretending we think there's a deity or two or many. We simply don't believe that there is anything watching over us, ready to bless or punish us at every turn. As an atheist, I will follow what I consider to be the important rules of a civilized society and do my best to get along with my fellow humans all while listening to whatever secular music I like. All of the atheists I know would prefer humans treat each other with kindness. Don't be a dick. Be good without gods. That does not mean religious belief systems get a pass from being scrutinized by us, much like religions aren't safe from the scrutiny of other religions. It also doesn't mean that a person is being attacked for their beliefs. It means that we are questioning their ideas, listening to their answers, and are open to changing our minds. I'm not out to change anyone's mind, but if hearing what I have to say causes them to think for a minute, that would be awesome. Today's episode is the first podcast with me. Luke interviewed me in December of 2018, about seven months before my husband and I separated. (laughs) It was published on March 24th of 2019. So much and yet so little has changed since then. We have a phenomenal featured atheist for you today. Her name is Stephanie. She's a yapper. She is a Patreon subscriber, and she's just a fantastic person. I've had an opportunity to talk to her many times since this interview. What I love about talking to her is that she is married to a hardcore evangelical Christian. And we get asked all the time in the yappers group whether or not you should date a Christian. And Stephanie gives some great insight into that question. So I hope you enjoy chatting with our featured atheist this week, Stephanie. My featured atheist for the week is Stephanie. Stephanie, thank you so much for joining me today. Hello. (laughs) So let's, uh, let's kick it off with where in the country are you from and how long have you been an atheist? I am from the central coast of California, San Luis Obispo. And I've been an atheist most of my life. Did you have any religious experience uh, as you were growing up? Were you? Did you encounter it at all? Not, not really. Actually, the, my I would say I was raised a puritanical atheist. So there's that. But um, my experience growing up, we never went to church. Um, my mom kind of wanted us to once in a while, and then it just it just never happened. I had friends that were you know, religious, mostly Catholic. And they would ask me, they would say, so, you know, what are, what are you? What religion are you? And I would say, well, I'm half Lutheran and half Catholic. So that's, that's how much I didn't understand what it all meant. So my dad, my dad grew up Lutheran and my mom grew up Catholic. What do you mean by a puritanical atheist? I think I know, (laughs) I think I know what you mean, but I want to know what your definition of that is. 
I mean, I feel like we had all the same laws as your typical uh, Christian rules, you know, all the virginity and all that kind of stuff. Um, no swearing, that kind of thing is basically what I would mean by that. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about that, because when I was growing up, you know, we had the no swearing, the virginity and uh, don't get wasted and stuff like that. Yeah. But it was attached to making sure you're honoring God. So when you would hear these rules as a child, what was going through your mind with that? Well, it was just the rules. We had, uh, there was no God part attached. Um, the only religion my mom would ever mention is if we were, we were ever having like a super good time and my mom would just kind of joke, uh, well, we're all going to hell. <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. It was never, you're going to hell. It's we're all going to hell because this is too much fun. Because <laughs> so. we do things as a family. Yeah, pretty well. Yeah, we're pretty tight because we moved all around. We moved all around when I was a kid, so so we bounced around a lot. So my brother and I were, of course, pretty close, and and my parents, and that was our family. You know, my grandparents lived far away. So that was it. So growing up, but it was fun. Growing up in in America, uh, we we're this is a religious country. So you know, starting from starting kind of from a place of not re, not religious and not having a religious belief, what was that like growing up for you, not being religious but more than likely being kind of you mentioned earlier, you a lot of friends surrounded. had a, yeah, you so you were surrounded by religion. What yeah. what was that like for you? Well, like like I said, I mean, I had no clue. I didn't even realize and that, you know, there was probably some judging going on in the background that I didn't even understand because I had no clue. But I didn't realize that you needed to be one of these things and probably my, you know, I had friends that would do things, well, they would go to the CCD, the Catholic stuff, catechism, uh, on their own. And so, of course, I didn't go because I didn't know anything about it. Um, but otherwise, you know, it was pretty cool. Nobody, nobody seemed too bad. And my, my parents, they moved from the Midwest, so they weren't around their religious parents, which aren't, were never super religious. I realized none of my grandparents ever mentioned anything about it to me. So they maybe they were kind of like atheists, but, you know, not out. So you kind of started with this blank slate of no religious baggage, like whatsoever, yes. which I'm incredibly jealous of. But... Uh -huh. uh, and I say I'm jealous of it, but I also think on one level, if I didn't have God keeping me from having sex, I'd either have an STD or I'd, or I'd have a baby. Like, like, but by now I'm, well, I'm pretty I did have a baby. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that would be that would be where I'm at uh, in life these days. So tell me what it was like for you developing an identity and your values. Um, how did you go about doing that? How did you find your self-worth and confidence and, um, you know, I'm starting a business and, and, and all those things. Where, where did that, where did that identity and those values come from? Well, I think it just came from family. I don't, and people, I, I don't think religion really has much to do with that. Uh, you know, we, we were allowed to explore. We learned, we, had a lot of fun most of the time. Um, my brother and I, we call ourselves jokingly latchkey kids, which was super fun. So I was a little bit raised by the Brady Bunch. Um, but, uh, there, I don't, I don't understand how you would get that stuff from religion. So it's good parenting, I guess. Yeah. Would be yeah. my answer to that. Very cool. So tell me a little bit about you. Uh, you mentioned in your, in your bio that your husband is 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 an evangelical christian so yes. so tell me about how 
you you're not religious. He is. So tell me about when you guys met. How did, was that something that came up? And and walk me through a little bit about kind of your your initial meeting of each other and how how you kind of ended up married, even though you're on two different religious planes. Well, well, we met we met at a nightclub. The one night he didn't pray before he left the house. Ah. So <laughs> so <laughs> so um. <laughs> Anyway, then he ended up with me, and he, well, okay, so then he tells me, the next day he tells me, well, I've got three ex-wives, and I'm like, wow, okay, so how many times are you going to try, and, <laughs> and I thought it was hilarious, but of course, he's like, well, well, one more, one more, so okay, you know, and then I didn't care, because, you know, I had no, I had no plans, it didn't matter to me, I'm, I'm very much kind of a now person, so whatever, yeah. <laughs> and, and uh, he, uh, so you know, he was into church and everything. And I'm like, oh, you know, but we battled back and forth. I argued my point. Well, I, you know, silly probably wasn't the word I used, but that's usually the word I think. And, you know, why, why would you believe this? But he was all into it and said it kind of turned him from being an asshole into a good guy. So, okay. And I went to his church for a little while, about 10 years, because it was on Saturday night, which not Sunday. So that's cool. And then you know, it's just like, God, he's really into it. He played the drums there. So that made it a little bit more interesting than just listening to the message. Yeah. But otherwise, and I you know, it's still not my kind of music, but it's still more fun to watch it live. But yeah, that's, that's pretty much how it started. So I, I went and I think, and I would never wear the label Christian. It was always something I would say, there's no way I will call myself a Christian. I mean, the people there to me, there are so many hypocritical things that would happen just seem that didn't seem genuine. So what was it like for you as a non non-believer being in church on Sunday? Tell me a little bit about the sermons and what you thought when you were hearing about this Jesus and presumably talking <laughs> about giving your life to said Jesus and, 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 and growing, you know, you didn't really have a, a context or a frame of reference for this growing up. So Walk me through the 10 years that you were sitting in the pews <laughs> on Saturday night. Well, I knew who Jesus was before that, but it, it just didn't matter to me. You know, it, it's like um, Bugs Bunny. It might as well be Bugs Bunny. There, there's some good morals in that story, too, I'm sure. Well, uh, being there, you know, then we made a few friends, but you know, nothing too important. My husband has a bunch of friends, and that's that's cool. I... Um, I don't know. The messages were occasionally they were good, but it was definitely cherry picked from the Bible and not not anything that really spoke to me. Every once in a while, they'd say something like, oh, yeah, that's cool. But most of the time, well, actually, one time in particular that really turned me off was a time where they're like, we need to stop tolerating these other sinful things, you know, Mm. whatever. Yeah. And that was like, what? That's no. Uh, I don't, I can't be into that. Not, not good. Yeah. They, they don't like tolerance. Um, no. <laughs> they, they, they like, uh, they definitely like to make sure that you, know, they, they market themselves as non-judgmental and tolerant people, but they're definitely not. No. So as you were sitting in these pews on Sunday mornings after 10 years, listening to these messages, cause I mean, now coming from it, 
when I hear messages, when I worked at the Christian radio station, I would hear messages all the time. And I'd be like, this is bullshit. Like, what the yeah. hell is going on? These people are insane. <laughs> and then I was like, but I was insane. You know, it's like, uh, like looking over to the other side and just being like, what the hell was I thinking? Did in these times where you were there, did you ever start to wonder, is there more? I, what I doubted was, well, what if, what if I am wrong, which is one of the, one of the things that they ask me, like, well, what if you're wrong? You know, wouldn't you be better off to just believe anyway? And that I just, I just couldn't. I mean, every time you would think, okay, well, you know, maybe, maybe that would be nice heaven and all this stuff, but it just, it never stuck. I just, I couldn't, I couldn't rationalize it and make it make sense. It's never made sense. So I, I don't know. I don't know what to do with this information, I guess, is where I was at. And then you'd see all these people raising their hands and singing along, which I never did. I never repeated the Bible, you know, repeat after me. I'm like, no, you're trying to brainwash me. That's never going to happen. <laughs> and and the singing, it's like, fine, I'll sing along, but I'm going to just change God to dog, and that <laughs> makes the song a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> Our dog <laughs> is an awesome dog. He oh, my God, that's the one I sing. And my husband actually laughed at that one. He thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> she is pretty awesome oh my gosh i love it i love it man <clears throat> next time or I... or all the songs are kind of the same so you can really sing the lyrics of one along with the music of another true. and that was kind of fun too that's so true and he would just kind of look at me like that's you know really <laughs> well awesome awesome god that's like the man that's like that's the, the one i that's think the, the the evangelical like holy grail of songs which has been out for like mm -hmm. 20 years or more uh that's right so <laughs> So, so what, uh, what was this like? How did your husband, cause I, I mean, so I, I, and I don't want to project my view of evangelicals on your husband. And, <laughs> and so, so I, you know, I don't want to assume he's like every other evangelical I've ever met, but they're pretty generally evangelicals are pretty much about like, Hey, you need to believe what I believe. That's just how it is. How did, yeah. how did that, uh, what was that? How's the relationship dynamic work with that? It's a little weird, but, but, uh, you know, okay. So maybe, maybe we should back up to 2016 to make this make a little bit more sense. Like it, I thought they were all, you know, fine. You do your thing. You're nice. That's cool. But, but then when 2016, November 8th, 2016 happened, it was, it, I just, it, I was so angry and, and I'm so mad that all these evangelical Christians with their, good stuff is like really <laughs> this is what you think is good uh, i was i was mad uh, i don't know what else to say and for people so... <laughs> for people who have tilted their head thinking what the hell happened november 8 2016 if you yeah. don't if you don't remember that was the day that we elected uh president cheeto well, not me, but, <laughs> but I, <laughs> my I whole say mission is the, to cancel out the vote i say of the, my husband <laughs> the collective we of america yeah, not cool. So, <laughs> so, so that that was that would be the point where I really started using the word atheist, and I'm going to say that was a little shocking to to him. So what happened? But, what happened next then? Well, I think he was. Well, there were a lot of things that happened next, but he's like, well, we've you know, I I said I would never marry someone that wasn't a Christian. Well, this time. And I'm like, well, I should have told, told me that ahead of time. So... <laughs>
away. We're going to get right back to Stephanie's interview. But before we do, I would be remiss if I did not tell you about all the opportunities that you have to give to this show. So if you want to just give a one-time gift, by the way, I don't know if you knew this or not, but we have a fund called the YAP Relief Fund, the Your Atheist Pastor Relief Fund. We take 15% of all the monies that we get every single month, and we put them in a separate fund and use that fund to give that money away when folks have a need. So we had the opportunity to give some some great uh, give to some folks this over Christmas. And we're just kind of saving up, waiting for that very next need. So if you want to give, you can just give specifically to that. If you go to youratheistpastor.org slash give, you can just give specifically to the App Relief Fund. You can give a one-time donation because some people don't like recurring things coming off their credit card. I get that. So if you want to do a one-time gift, you can go to youratheistpastor.org forward slash give. It's a one-time donation button. But... The best way to get connected to the community is to go to youratheistpastor.org forward slash give and click on become a Patreon subscriber. When you do that, if you give $2, you will get access to all of our old Patreon-only shows. You will get access to all of our old Instagram lives. You will be updated very first when we give something away for the App Relief Fund. In fact, even sometimes, I'll go to the Patreon uh, subscribers and ask them questions about, hey, what do you guys think of the show? We've got a couple things coming up here in a little bit where I might need your advice. We have some giveaways that might be coming our direction. I could really use your help with some phenomenal ideas. But as you know, I always say, if you cannot give to the show, that is okay. We love you. The most important thing for me really is that you listen. And if you can't give to the show, you could do two things. It would be amazing. Number one, rate us and review us on iTunes. Number two, tell someone about it. Because the more listeners we have, I don't know, the more we make an impact. And we really like that. So let's get back to Stephanie. Um, that, that, you know, it's, it's going okay. He's pretty respectful now. But there's, there's a dynamic of, or the desire, I guess I'm going to say, of fundamentalist Christians that want, you know, the man's in charge. And I, I'm not, not okay with that. So... Yeah. So I do my thing, and sometimes I think that's a little frustrating. I'm sure he has a lot of friends that he he's able to talk to. It's like, oh, my wife's out of control. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, and I was but, I, I, I was really curious about that. I remember back in my pastoral days when when we would have people who were with you know were married to people who ultimately left the faith there's a couple verses and i can't remember where they are they come from paul that kind of excuses uh divorce if your spouse is is no longer a believer and and uh so i just wasn't sure if that you know if that was something that would ever popped up or came about or or if there was a time there where that tension was there are you sure about that? Because I, I think if you, <laughs> I think I think the verse that I remember is actually, you can't divorce them just because you're unequally yoked. Let me let if me. If they're a non-believer, you still stay. And I, there's one somewhere, and I think it's in Corinthians that says, you know, if your spouse is a non-believer, they'll still go to heaven because the children would be unclean. Something silly like that. <laughs> if you know. So, so basically, you get a pass. So I guess it's, it depends uh, on which spot that you look at. It's, so uh, I'm like, well, I'm good. <laughs> right, right. So it's uh, let's see here. 
Uh, now I've got it all wrote. covered. Da, 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 da. I was saying, hold on, I'm getting. To, I'm you getting could be that. right. I'm not a Bible oh, scholar. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm just, I'm just trying to think because now, well, now, now I'm curious. So now I'm like, I'm now I'm hung up on it because I want to see. Yeah. I want to see what the um, what the. Well, there's the unequally yoked. Right. 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 So, uh, so I can't remember where unequally yoked is, but let's see here. Where, okay. So this is the one that says, "Do not." You know, this is in context here. This is in in First Corinthians seven. For those of you following along in your Bibles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay, here it is. Oh, here it is. Okay. with me now. Okay, so let's, well, actually, we could read this. We could do a little Bible study and read this whole thing in context, because it actually would be kind of fun. So, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but we'll skip ahead. Um, And uh, so it's, it's, uh, to the rest of you, I say this, I, not the Lord. So Paul is saying, hey, this is what I mean, not my, not, not God. If any brother has a wife who is not a believer and she is willing to live with them, he must not divorce her. And if a woman has a husband who is not a believer and he is willing to live with her, she must not divorce him. For the unbelieving husband has been sanctified through his wife. Ooh, and the unbelieving wife has been sanctified through a believing husband. Look at you. Otherwise, your children would be unclean. So luckily, your children are clean. Um, Well, we don't have any together, but there's that. (laughs) So they're they're, they're toast. Uh, But, oh, so here it is. Mine is anyway. (laughs) here, Here it is. But if the unbeliever leaves, Mm -hmm. let it be so. The brother or the sister is not bound in such circumstances. God has called us to live in peace. So if you decided to leave, that's okay. If the unbeliever takes off, that's God's cool. Well, Paul is cool with that. We're not sure if God is cool with that. Well. Um, right. Because this is God speaking. <laughs> I'm glad we went down that rabbit hole, Stephanie. That was Yeah, it's pretty fun, that was, huh? Uh, that was important to to consider. Um, I think so. So we get asked a lot, and you probably have seen this in the Yappers group, and I'm really curious about your input on this based on kind of where you're at in life. We get asked a lot in just in most discussions about dating believers. So a lot of our atheist brethren and sistren who are of dating age uh, yeah. say like, oh, you know, should I only date an atheist? Should I leave my, should I leave it open to maybe date someone who's marginally religious? Tell me what your thought, what would you say to that, you know, 18 year, 17 year old, 19 year old person who is trying to find their significant other who wants that relationship and is thinking the atheist market is small and what should I do about that? What advice would you give to those folks? Uh, I believe I might have replied to a couple of those Yappers ones. And and my answer would be, you know, if at all possible, I would avoid it. But that's, you know, what's done is done. And I know there's a few of us in the Yappers group that do have Christian spouses. Right. And it's not the easiest thing in the world. And, and I, and I, you know, the one, I think the woman atheist with the man Christian might be even a little bit harder just because of that misogyny mm. issue. But I I would say keep keep trying. You know, <laughs> lots, lots of fish in the sea, right? Plenty of fish. Plenty of yeah, fish. Yeah. My my daughter had done an online dating type thing and, and she had she had told me that she put atheist only on there. And I thought, oh geez, you know, and this was <laughs> this was this was pre twenty sixteen. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. Are you, you're, uh, <laughs> is that a good idea? You're narrow in the because, field. <laughs> yeah, basically, you're narrow in the field. And just because, well, and maybe that's because I'm married to one. I'm like, you can work it out. It's not that hard. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, 
but it, you know, and and actually, the one atheist boyfriend that she got off of that in the beginning was not not a good guy. But she's currently married to someone that's a very good guy. Good. So. And is yeah. is he so relig- happy, is, happy ending? Is he religious or is he an atheist? No, he's an atheist. Cool. Too, as far as I know. Yeah, I was very I was very clear about my religious faith on my dating profile when I met Tammy, and and because uh, I had just met too many people who you know coming as a pastor and coming from that environment, there was just no way I could date someone who was even like marginally religious um especially doing this show you know i mean that that really that really limits your field um it's like hey like what do you do for a living right podcast yay well (laughs) so aside from non-religious funerals i host an atheist podcast that comes out weekly you know they're they're, we're not going to really share that and that was i i ran into that when i i dated the girl i dated before tammy she was she was about as as religion light as you could get um and still we had issues with with god stuff because she would say stuff like i feel like god's calling me to go do x y and z and then she would go like i know you think that's stupid i was like i didn't say it was stupid i don't think it's i don't think you're stupid but i I get that too (laughs) yeah yeah it's well i know i know you think this is stupid but yeah it is it is stupid but i'm not going to say that out loud right and I don't think you're stupid. And that's that's the thing yeah. that I think a lot of times yeah. we we and I say we as in like those of us who claim the name atheist. Um, and, and I'll say the folks who are really up front with their atheism and, and out front. So the loud yeah. atheist voices tend to be very disparaging towards religious folks and. We try to avoid that as best we can. I don't think those people are stupid. I just think that their belief system is a little wrong. Right. And I think you're doing a really good job with that. So, you know, you're you're trying to... We love everybody, which is good. Right. And it's not... I mean, I, I would say from the atheist perspective, they're misguided. But there's nothing you can do about that just now. You know, you need to just relax. Let it be. It's okay. Well, and you you, you don't know what you don't know. And and so right. I remember when I was when I was Mr. Pastor Luke, I mean, I just thought <laughs> that these atheists they they felt this they they had this hole in their, you know, this god-shaped hole in their hearts and and they they needed, you know, they didn't know what they were missing. I I felt right. like if they just knew the love of Jesus. <laughs> then they would be okay. And now on the other side of it, I look at that and I think the cognitive dissonance it takes to say, well, God cares when you when he let your child die but saved this child is yeah. mind-boggling in a lot yeah. of ways. It, it takes some serious mental gymnastics, in my opinion. <laughs> but I, I just um, probably... Well, I passively aggressively answered a Facebook thing or commented on a Facebook thing the other day. There was a soccer team or a something team that, okay, you know, paradise is on fire, burned down. Right. Because you're a California guy. And a team lost all their stuff. Girls, everybody buys more stuff. They give them money, yada, yada. Thank God for helping those people. And another one is, oh, yay, thank God. And I said, thanks to the good people who helped yeah and i know that was mildly past progressive 
which I'm okay with. But but it's like, why why doesn't anybody say, well, maybe maybe God shouldn't have started the fire and burned down paradise in the first place? Right. Maybe God should fix, you know, climate change. Yeah. Uh, maybe okay. maybe God should make or it. Or raked it, right? Why couldn't God have just <laughs> fucking made it rain? Right. God could oh, have. God, that. It is raining here now. God could have been like. God could have been like. Holy shit! There's a fire, and like <laughs> yeah. thrown the rain down. But no, he decided I, to let everything burn, and then yeah. just let the generous, godly people give money. I don't know how they do that. I don't know how they get in their head that that's um, a good thing. You you have how do they get past the bad thing that happened to say that was. I don't get it. Well, when I was <laughs> so back, so back in my, so I went to school to do theological <laughs> gymnastics. So, so I'm familiar <laughs> with the flexibility that one has to have. And you have to start from this place of God only works for good. And the bad stuff is Satan or because of sin or because of the fallenness of, of yeah. the world, you know? So, so then you can just discount all the bad stuff. And just not blame any of it on God and only blame the good stuff on God. That's why when people go in for surgery, they're like, pray that the Lord will guide the doctors. And then after they come out for surgery, they're like, well, praise God. It's like, no, the surgeon who went to school should get the praise for that. Yes, I agree. Amen. (laughs) Yeah, preach it. (laughs) So, so, so you're, you're out, you're out and proud as an atheist. Yeah. And I, I, I'm not going to say that I, I tell everybody that walks right up to me like hey hi i'm stephanie i'm an atheist well, that's, yeah that's usually but... that usually doesn't come up you know i mean i don't so the, no. so so i don't i don't talk about my atheism uh hardly at all when i'm when i am out into the world as it were unless right. unless it comes up and and i say things in my yoga classes like at the end i'll say if you feel comfortable doing so bring your hands together at heart center um, you know, because some people think that I'm about to cast a curse on them when I say namaste, <laughs> because Jesus doesn't wow. like that word. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, well, they also don't like you being mindful. So. Right. Right. We don't. Uh, my uh, my favorite Christian blogs about yoga are like, we don't want an open mind. We want a mind filled with the word. Like, exactly. you all are fucking insane. Drive me nuts. I don't know why they waste their time reading the same stupid book over and over. There's so many really, really good books out there. Because, Stephanie, this was the book written by God, and it's a living word. God breathes new life it. into it. <laughs> so frustrating. So, so how does, I mean, when this comes up for you, how do you approach it? You know, I mean, you're a business owner, so does this ever come, yeah. does this ever come up in, in business? Does this ever come up? Uh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. And, and how does it come up and, and, and walk us through how you navigate those discussions? Okay. So I'm, I'm basically front lines. So I am the customer service person. So when people call, it's me that's going to answer the phone. When they come in, it's me. And, and every once in a while, I'll get a call. <laughs> I'll get a call like, do you, do you have any Christian teachers? And I'm like, mm, we don't have anybody that's super mean. So <laughs> no, <laughs> we don't have anybody that's going to whip your kid. <laughs> We're all good. Nobody's going to get stoned to death here. This is a friendly place. <laughs> I mean, there are Christians, but what do you mean by that? Is what I want to know. So, but I don't, I don't say that because so that's what I want to say. Right. Um, as far as people asking me or figuring out what I am, most of them won't go beyond the step of, I'm going to go to your husband's church this weekend. What time are the services? And I'm like, I don't know. Got it. And they won't ask the next question of, well, 
why don't you know <laughs> yeah or so your husband goes to agape huh yeah oh yeah okay <laughs> and then they look at me like so you you don't go there but then they, they they're afraid to ask and find out that i don't believe at all yeah they don't want to go down that road yeah and... i think only one person here and we have a lot of students i think only one parent here is actually said something about i think my kid needs religion along with school and i'm like well that's fine and and then she asked what church i went to i'm like oh yeah no i'm a i'm a non <laughs> <laughs> i'm a non really uh, and and you know she's she, she's a really nice person she's a good person she doesn't seem to mind that i'm a non which is fine that's so, good yeah yeah, it's yeah. it's it's something I don't encounter it too much in my daily life. I find that uh, most people don't care, um, no. or or they assume, you know. So yeah, oh, absolutely. So, Especially if you're married to a Christian. The, the, oh yeah, oh, of course. Yeah, the, the the fun part for me is that uh, doing these funerals. Occasionally, I read the Bible, so people yeah. will call me pastor at the end, and I kind of <laughs> chuckle at it because I think like, yeah, I'm the atheist pastor. You don't even know what you're saying. <laughs> Um, well, but, uh, thing. yeah, but it, uh, it is kind of fun to, to, uh, I think there's a couple people in my yoga classes that know, um, but other than that, I don't really, it's not something that comes up that often. I think that's something a lot of right. folks, a lot of folks don't understand that we don't usually walk around saying, hi, I'm Luke and I'm an atheist. Um, right. you know, my, right. my, my, uh, welcome to church. My name is Luke and I'm your atheist pastor. I say that once a week on the show. I don't announce myself as that in public. Um, you know, for various reasons. Well, why would you? Exactly. I mean, There's really no point. They're, they're presumptuous, and and they they assume everyone is like them. Right. Because they and, and especially if you've got good morals and you're you know an upstanding citizen. Yeah, they, they would assume you're one of them. Because they how assume, else could you be? <laughs> yeah, they you can't be an atheist. And they they crazy. also uh, they also are all about telling you about Jesus. So they just assume that they assume that atheists try to get that same. Uh, evangelical bend that Christians do, and uh, yeah. which, which is kind of funny that what you know that's that's again that's why I always say like I'm not an atheist evangelist I'm not trying to convert anybody I don't care what you believe just don't be a dick about it um, right well that and don't don't try to make me do your thing yeah that's that's it that's like it's when it when it and that's why 2016 make me so angry yeah was was the the whole we're gonna make you do our thing it's like well no you're not <laughs> uh uh-uh. uh. Well, and, and the, the frustrating thing for me when I listen to some of the, and it usually comes from the GOP candidates, they'll, they'll say, you know, I'm a Christian first, I'm a Republican second, yeah. I'm a whatever, American third or whatever bullshit. And yeah. imagine, imagine, well, first of all, imagine some of these uh, ladies who just got elected. Uh, we have some of our first few um, uh, Muslim Congress women who have been elected. And imagine yep. if, if their platform was, I'm a Muslim first, a Democrat <laughs> second. Man, they would freak the fuck out. And same thing, yep. like, if I ran for office and I was like, I'm an atheist first. Um, <laughs> but uh, but the, the evangelical... Well, I would vote for you. The, <laughs> unfortunately, I wouldn't have enough to get you know elected by, by, with that platform. But, uh, but, uh, um, but what's interesting to me is that it seems like the evangelicals are the one that really ones that really hang that religion out front and center. They fly that flag yeah. front and center yeah. and then expect everyone else to do so. And that's just not how most people live their lives. No, I think that most of them are actually a lot more casual. And, it, 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 well, it comes back to the community thing. 
where it's like, this is my community. I hang out with these people. It's based around religion, but are they really listening? I'm not sure. I, I think there's a bunch of them that don't. The evangelicals might be different on that, but I don't know. The, ch the big church we went to is patterned after, your, you know, Willow Creek and whatever, that uh, Saddleback yeah. in L.A. So it's one of those where it's a lot of show to try to get the seekers yes, in. Yes, <laughs> seeker so, sensitive. A lot of show. And I was behind the scenes enough to be like, wow, this, this really is bullshit. So, yeah, it is. It is a lot of it is about production value and yeah. and and manipulating emotions with lighting and sound and yep. and there's you know there's I, I would I would I would venture to say that if one is well meaning it is beneficial to use sound and lighting to help sure. people experience something so. I think about like, you know, Tony Robbins, he does stuff like that. And even in, in yoga classes, we put certain music on at certain times with certain, you know, with certain intentions. Um, but I think, but I'm clear about that. Like, I know that I'm putting on certain music because I want people to feel a certain way, whereas yeah. these folks tend to hide it behind getting them closer to God, not necessarily like, hey, we're willfully manipulating people's emotions. Yeah. Yeah, well, I feel like a lot of people are a little bit guilted into being baptized or coming up to the yeah. altar, you know, that kind of a thing. Where it's like, well, I guess I better do this. Right, and, right. And that feels kind of sad to me. Yeah. I, my excuse for never being baptized at a real church was that I was baptized as a baby. I'm good. There you go. You're in. You're in. <laughs> and uh, in. And as long as in the Catholic Church, as long as you've been baptized, man, you're good. Like you're just well, so I'm going to Catholic heaven, so there's that. That's all right. <laughs> oh God! Oh, I love it. Oh, I love it. Well, Stephanie, we're we're coming to a close, um, yeah. and so I'll ask you that magical question that we ask everybody at the end of every interview. Tell me why you think we might not be screwed after all. Well, I'm gonna say because it's an atheist born every day. <laughs> and I <laughs> I love it. Yes. Yeah. And I and I also believe, you know, there might be more stupid people than smart people in this world, but I believe there's more good people than bad people. Uh, and that's where I'm going to leave it. I love that. That was magical. That was a magical <laughs> answer, Stephanie. That was so good. Thank well, you. Thank you so much for being a Patreon subscriber, a member of our Yappers group, and for being willing to come on the show and be a featured atheist. I really, really it appreciate it. Thank you. Well, I hope you enjoyed my chat with Stephanie. I absolutely loved talking to her. I'm always so jealous of the people who grew up without religion because they just did not have the 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 baggage that those of us that, that have religion do. But it was really interesting. I could not believe that she went to church for ten years and not and wasn't a believer. Like I don't, I can't imagine. I cannot imagine going to church every day or every Sunday for ten years. Uh, and not being a believer. It's hard enough for me. It was hard enough for me to go to church every day when I was a believer, let alone if I wasn't a believer. Um, so I just, I admire her for what she's doing, for where she's at. Uh, I think it is, uh, I, I loved, she gave such, those of you that are in the dating realm right now, you're in the dating sphere, and you're trying to decide whether or not you should marry a religious person. Um, I don't think she said it. She didn't say it explicitly. I will split, say it explicitly, don't.
Thanks for listening. Coming up in a couple of weeks will be me now. Want to make some atheist friends? Go to Facebook and join the Yappers group. It's private, so no worries if you don't want everyone to know you're a heathen just yet. Any of you that are interested in doing an interview or a then and now if you were interviewed in the past, please contact me through the Yappers group or Facebook Messenger. You could also try emailing your atheist pastor at gmail.com and I will eventually read it. If you'd like to support this podcast, go to patreon.com slash your atheist pastor. Stay godless, everybody.